Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's a big day for the Almost Famous Podcast. We have our very first contestants from this season of The Bachelorette on, and they just happen to be the twins, Joey and Justin. What's going on, guys? How's it going, Ben? Happy to be here. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh you know there's so much to break down now uh we had a lot of anticipation uh for uh, i think officially you probably know better than me the first two twins that are brothers on the franchise is this true yeah yes. first twins first ones ever yep it's exciting it's exciting for us to even be a part of and be able to do that so you know, they uh, before the season started, we kind of broke down all the guys. We know nothing about any of you uh, until the first episode airs. Uh, we did have a, a sneak peek into your life because you do have a pretty large social media presence. So we thought, uh, hey, we're going to get to like we thought you two were going to be uh, characters who were on uh, the show for a while. We didn't really get to know you, though. You went home on night one. Why do you think that happened? Um, I mean, there's multiple factors. I think there's a lot of great guys in the show. Um, it's the, the season two has the most men ever. So I think just, um, you know, as twins is a little bit different. It was a little hard to, I guess, connect with Gabby and Rachel with the way while we approach things, but you know, we take it in stride and Joey, if you want to add to that as well. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of feel like, uh, I guess our initial approach, uh, going in was kind of to be, to approach them separately, but. You know how night one works, uh, Ben. It's really hectic that time. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to get our time with them as soon as we could. So um, the double approach is kind of what we wanted to do. And um, it just didn't work for us with Gabby and Rachel. But um, so it was just a lot of factors that involved in it. But it's we just didn't guess build a strong connection with them and um, right from the get-go. Now, looking back, uh, if you could redo night one, would you have gone with the same approach or not? Uh, looking back uh, on night one, probably definitely not. Probably because we definitely would have just tried to take them separately, take Gabby separately, Rachel separately, and not do the double approach because we didn't get to have just the combo we really wanted to have, the kind of personal combos between each other. So definitely going back, probably would have switched things up. Do you agree with that, Justin? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think, too, in, in the real world in itself, we don't really approach it that way either. We kind of... If we do see two girls that we do, maybe friends that we do like, uh, we would approach them, but we like to take them separate to kind of let them understand who we are as individuals. And I think that didn't really come across in that way. It came more of a friendly vibe, and that's not how we are. So it was for us, too, a new experience. And um, I mean, going forward, if I could change it, that's kind of what I would do. And, uh, take them to the side. Gabby and Rachel do it differently. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm, I'm really interested how life looks outside the show for you. 
because this is no matter what, it's a it's a weird way to date. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, opportunity when it goes well, and it also sometimes doesn't go well. Uh, in the real world, in a more traditional sense, do you two date together? Do you go out together? When you do, do you get a lot of attention? between the two of you, like how do you date in the real world when the two of you are standing side by side? Uh, yeah. So when we're out, uh, we don't, well, we go out together a lot, obviously where we have the same, a lot of similar friends, same groups, or we always go out together with uh, both of us. But when in dating perspective, we don't, we don't look for best friends. It's best friends or two girls that seem to like us both. We kind of just vibe with them, but we kind of just see who we're just out and approach who we want. And if I like someone he'll, and he likes someone else, I'll either be his wingman, help him out mm. or he'll help me out. So it's kind of like a balance between us both. Or even if we go out separately with like, he just goes out with my friends. I stay in, do the same thing. So we don't really need our tandem to really date, but it definitely helps us uh, in the dating world for sure. Mm. That was, that was my question. My follow-up was, do you feel like being, you know, two good looking twins, uh, when you do you feel like this helps you and how often when you're out in public are you discussing the fact that you're twins like are people just like asking the very obvious question like what's it like to be twins to the two of you all the time <laughs> yeah that it's got to happen at least i don't know joey probably what 10 10 times a day i mean <laughs> if we are out together we hear it and we're used to it now for years but um in general yeah i mean you get those basic questions and it's a conversation starter right away. Right. I mean, you don't really see a lot of twins out there and if they're together, a lot of twins, they do separate too. And we are separate at times as well, but when we're together, it's definitely something people don't see. And, um, you know, it works out for us and I, I enjoy it, but at times, you know, you want to be an individual too. You don't mm -hmm. want to just be just Joey. You want people to know your name. So yeah. we try and do it as <laughs> Yeah. Well, I want to flash back now to when the opportunity even came about. How did it happen that the two of you even got asked to be on the show? Uh, yeah. So um, kind of just kind of just came about out of nowhere. Honestly, it was just I was always we were just always I personally actually I think Justin more so than me uh, watch the show a little bit more. Uh, from the beginning since he was since we were younger. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just like opportunity just came about out of nowhere. And kind of like oh like maybe we'll do it we were considering maybe we'll just do it separate and one of us goes and see how that goes instead of really going together because we just didn't know what to do in that sense but and then we're like hey maybe if we both have the opportunity it'd be good for us because um i so my dating life before this i got of a relationship about uh two years before this and pretty pretty tough heartbreak and i was just kind of i took to myself for two years to really figure out what I want a relationship and where to go with it. And this came about. So I'm like, this is perfect timing for me. And that's kind of where I kind of took that approach. And Justin might be different. Justin, what about you? Yeah. Um, I was kind of new, but I was signing up for it when I, uh, took the offer. Um, but I was, I've been single for uh, one and a half years now. And, um, it's been a little bit different. I'm more of a relationship type guy, uh, for a while. Joey was a little bit in and out more. I was long-term. Uh, so it was, uh, I knew I was ready to at the moment. Um, and it was just something I've always wanted to be a part of. And I knew the single life is not for me mm. going around New York, Connecticut, not for me. And I think this opportunity was really what I wanted. Did you two sign up or did somebody kind of reach out to you? 
Oh uh, yes, yeah, so we got someone reached out to us actually. Um, I've I didn't I actually didn't even know the process or anything like mm-hmm. signing up. I didn't really know. I didn't really wasn't too involved in that. I just kind of knew, but I just kind of saw like this show was the very successful and find that connection. I was it was I thought it was my time for me to do that. Coming out of that heartbreak, so I just thought it was the perfect time for me to do it. Yeah, great. Well, our listeners are always very interested in. Uh, it's not often that we get kind of the fresh perspective, but the behind the scenes of night one, I can remember uh, during my time, what night one was like, but I, I haven't been around for a while. So tell us that for the two of you kind of how that, uh, how night one felt kind of the process to pulling up to the mansion, walking into the mansion, just storytell for us a bit on what night one was like for the two of you. Probably overwhelming mm. in a good way. Um, you're meeting a lot of new guys. You're Coming into the limo to going to walking into the mansion for the first time is a surreal experience. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone can experience that unless you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I know Joey, I, I assume feels the same way. And it was just to me, it was just something surreal. I never thought I'd really would ever be a part of. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, for me, um, also coming into it, uh, knowing that this season had the most guys ever. Yeah. A little bit intimidating because you have a lot, it's a lot more people to really. Uh, I guess even compete with and kind of to impress Gabby and Rachel. And so going into it, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to stack up against all these guys. Cause when we first walked out, saw the guys, very good looking group of guys, very charismatic guys, all of them are amazing. So, um, but yeah, so I feel like for me coming out of that limo was the most nerve wracking part out of it all. It's just, you, you see it happen on TV and everything else beforehand. And then you walk and, your experience that you really don't think you're actually there. I think I pretty much blacked out as I walked out of the limo. No idea what happened after that. So, um, but yeah, you definitely have to experience it and be a part of it to really know like this is, it's, it's something crazy. It is absolutely ridiculous. You go from a hotel to a mansion yep. and a few days before you were sitting at your house, no clue what life was going to look like. It is a wild deal. Did the two of you, uh, you know, during the hotel stay, as you get prepped to go to the mansion, did they have you together or were you separated in your own rooms? So when we first uh, came out, uh, yeah, we were separate from each other the whole time. No communication at all. So uh, we had obviously no plan going in with each other. We just kind of knew how we felt. So there's literally no connection, nothing. No, we weren't talking to each other at all. And honestly, it felt good, though, because we're always with each other all the time. So it felt good to really be away and not talk to him and actually think about myself for once instead of thinking about his thoughts as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a good experience. though. I'm, I'm glad we actually did that and had something to really be apart from one another. Definitely. Well, it, I mean, I know it was early. It, you know, you only got a an yeah. evening with the two bachelorettes. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there either bachelorette that really kind of stood out to you? Did you feel like this is something I want to pursue and I, I, I'd i like to be around to try to pursue it? Yeah, definitely. So I was going in uh, more so as like a wild card. I wasn't really leaning towards Rachel or Gabby. But um, after like, spending a little bit of time with them during that uh, evening, um, I, I, I guess I leaned a little bit more towards Rachel uh, connecting with her Italian side. We had a conversation about um, our families and being Italian and stuff. And I feel like I had a little bit of a greater connection with her than I did um, with Gabby, but that's not to say I didn't connect with Gabby at all. Cause I didn't get enough time with them. So I really can't choose one side, but um, I could definitely see I could pursue something with them if I had the opportunity. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... 
I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just a few more questions here for you. We had uh, Rachel and Gabby on uh, the podcast last week and uh, able to talk to them about their experience before uh, the episode aired. You know, uh, we we spoke with them about the, uh, I guess, the decision to have you and Roby uh, and Justin leave on night one and kind of pulling you aside. I uh, told them that I felt like, oh, that had to be brutal. They said, hey, they respected you guys and they liked you guys enough that they wanted to give you that moment. Are you um, happy with how they said goodbye or would you have rather it been done in a rose ceremony? Um, for me personally, honestly, I respect them completely for doing that because they knew what they wanted right from the front, right from up front instead of having to go through a rose ceremony and everything. They kind of knew that they just didn't have a connection right away. So I actually respect their decision to do that and pull us aside instead of having to go through yeah. everything and make it even longer than it actually should be because other guys deserve more time with them in that sense. And um, 
And, you know, I respect that decision for it. I'm not, I'm not mad at them at all. I'm, I'm happy that they uh, knew right away and that they didn't want to uh, pursue anything any further. So, yeah, I, uh, I wondered it's, it's never easy. There's never a right way uh, to say yeah, goodbye to yeah. somebody. Uh, and it, it never feels good, but that was, uh, I respect them for to at least thinking it through and saying, Hey, we think we want to give them oh, yeah. this opportunity. Definitely. No, yeah, definitely. It was tough. Definitely. It was tef- tough. Definitely going through it and kind of being pulled outside. So I, I was actually in the in the Rose room mm-hmm. and we heard that they called us down. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, am I going home or is something else happening? I had no idea what was happening in that moment. So um it was definitely tough to really be a part of that and kind of have that little small conversation. But I mean, I'm I'm happy they uh took it in that way and kind of the only thing I regret is not being able to say bye to all the guys beforehand. That's the only thing I wish I was able to do because they're all great guys. I met them that first night, but that's the only thing I regret out of the whole thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you made like, even on night one, some friendships or some guys that you'd like to keep in touch oh, with? Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Cause um, even though it was just night one, still everyone's going through it. And, yeah. Um, and we're still all have that experience. And I connected with a lot of the guys and we had a lot of conversations for the entire time we were filming it. So uh, yeah, definitely built some relationships that were definitely connect outside of uh, the show. No, that's great. That's one of the big, you know, one of the biggest takeaways always oh, yeah. for anybody is just mm-hmm. to have friendships come from this weird experience. If you're there for one night, if you're there for, you know, two months or however long it lasts nowadays. The uh, the feeling, though, for you, and I mean, Justin, is uh, his his audio is kind of clicking in and out here, so he he's going to rejoin us hopefully in a second. But if you could speak kind of what you guys have talked about, what was the, that feeling like when they called your name out, Joey and Justin and Roby? Uh, did, did your heart sink? Were you excited, nervous? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when they called my name out at first, I was like, I don't, cause honestly, I never been a part of a row ceremony. So I'm like, is this something new that they're trying to do or something? Like, yeah. I thought at first it was like, oh, maybe they, we, cause we did speak to them together. Like maybe they wanted to talk with us separately. Mm. I thought something maybe more time or less before making a decision. I had no idea. I wasn't sure because I was like, I don't know. Cause I was, a, it was different. And then, but I was also nervous. I'm like, this is possible that I'm leaving right now because it's, right now is the rose ceremony. And then when they, they came into the rose ceremony it was canceled. I'm like, that's, it's something's definitely up. I was just, I was nervous. My heart kind of sank while I was standing up there. I didn't really know how to process it, but I'm like, maybe this will go good. Maybe bad. It wasn't really, hoping i was hoping for the good obviously but um i wasn't expecting anything i had no expectation going in um so i was just just wanted to see what was happening i didn't really know what was going to happen but uh, i was definitely definitely a nervous feeling though for sure yeah it's never it's it, just anytime your name gets called out it's never it's never uh, yeah, ideal on a show like that the uh okay so you go back home after night one uh mm-hmm. i'm sure just I mean, just kind of like we had here at the at the podcast, we had high expectations uh, for you and Justin's storyline and getting to know you two better and seeing, you know, what you're all about. When you go home, I'm sure the people at home were like, hey, this is going to be a home run. Like, you're two good-looking twins. Um, then you show up. What was your reaction like when you got back home? Um, I mean, I didn't tell, honestly, when I got back home, I didn't tell a lot of people that I was on, they found out probably beforehand, but... Um, there, some people weren't shocked. They thought, yeah, yeah we were going to do well um, and kind of push it because they know how I am when I'm out here. I'm a very social person and everything. So they kind of, they feel like, yeah, they're going to do very well with uh, with each other. They balance off each other well. And there's also 
when they found there were two bachelorettes, even greater chance, you know, mm-hmm. to to really make a mark. Um, they're like, yeah, this is going to be a good opportunity for them. But um, they were a little shocked, but they kind of knew if and if it didn't work out, it just didn't work out. And uh, they were happy with it, though, that I even had the chance to even be a part of it. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I've always thought, I, you know, I, I my storyline was a little different, but I always even when I went home um, during my time on The Bachelorette, it was really hard to one, explain all that had happened and two, uh, have to try to fill the gaps for the people that weren't there. Uh, it's just an uncomfortable, you know, conversation and you get asked that all the time. Like everybody wants to know about it. Yeah. I always get asked that like what happened, what exactly happened. And I'm obviously, I like to keep things personal to myself in that way, but um, yeah, they always ask me about what I, what exactly was happening, what went down. And I'm like, I just didn't work out in my favor, but, um, and they're just, I'm just happy that I was even be able to do it. So, yeah. Well, uh, as we close up here for the two of you, what's next? Uh, you know, we have some spinoff shows on this franchise that obviously you two, um, would be, uh, ideal for, but then also at the same time, um, you know, you're working, you're at your job right now as you record this. What does life look like for you uh, in the next few months? Yeah, definitely. So um, right now, yeah, I'm obviously working, went back to work, um, been working for a little bit now. Um, and yeah, so if, I mean, like you were saying, the spinoff shows, if I'm for given the opportunity, I would, I would love to be a part of it and, mm-hmm. and take one up and see where that takes us. But um, yeah, so for now, I guess just working, working out, doing my thing, just kind of kind of going back even though it's been a couple months since whatever, since everything happened, but um, kind of just going back to where I am um, in life and just getting back to this kind of civilization, you could say, because it feels like a whole new world when you're out there, even for that short period of time. But no, it's, um, it's looking up for us and we have a, a lot of positive uh, things coming. So, And are the two of you looking to get back out there and date again? Are you looking now to find somebody and settle down or just have a good time for a bit? Uh, honestly, right now, I mean, Obviously, yeah, I'm single, but um, um, I, I guess so. Kind of looking forward. To, I mean, I'm not really pushing it now. Like, obviously, after that, I kind of want to like take look at myself and kind of break down a little bit and see where I am at, where my head is at. So, take it. I'm taking it slow, but I'll eventually get back out there and see uh, where where I want to take it. Definitely. Great. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, we hope to see you on the beach. We hope to see you around. You and Justin both. Uh, the twins joined us today, Joey and Justin. Yes, they were eliminated on night one, but they made a big impact in the franchise. I think they could continue to uh, if they find the right avenue within this wild world. Hey, Joey, and then your brother, Justin, who did have some audio issues, had to uh, jump off here. Thanks for joining the Almost Famous podcast today. It means a lot to us. I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you for having me on and uh, for the opportunity. Yeah. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.